I am a proud member of the Communist Party. The party is more important than the individual. Are you prisoners here? Some people said Poo looked like the Chinese president, so we're illegal in China now. Jesus, what kind of madhouse is this? Abs in a six pack, episode 40. Don't pass. <laughs> combination that can lead to prison time and children being taken away from their homes. This white trash home in Colorado seems innocent enough. But the children in this home live in a world of neglect. There's no heating, no groceries, and if you look closely in the backyard, you can even make out what appears to be a meth lab. You have the right to remain silent. Now please look at the camera and say, I'm white trash and I'm in trouble. I'm white trash and I'm in trouble. All right, good, now get in the car. Oh wow, poor people being arrested. What a rare occurrence. <laughs> hey, Kenny. Kenny, wait. That's Kenny about to be sent to a foster home. Pretty funny. Seb's in a six pack. We're talking about prison, or more specifically, the prison industrial complex. I'm joined by Billy Bones of the Walk Through the Mind podcast. In the morning. In the morning. How you doing, man? I'm here. I'm living. I'm alive. Nice. nice. What you uh what you drinking on this evening? Stopped by the beer store and I picked myself up a Disco Wolf double IPA by Fremont Brewing because it said eight point zero percent abv on the side it sounds good disco wolf never heard of that i like double ipas though speak uh if you'll if you'll uh sorry about this i need to i realized i left the bottle of rum over on the other side of the room so i need to get up and grab it oh that's a total party foul it is a proper yeah. podcaster would actually have his drink ready to go or unless you're nick the rat or john c dvorak you get there and you pop the cork or Crack the can open right there in front of the mic, so that way the listener can join in. And I will be do that. I will one do that here group. in just a second. The suspense is real. As he walks over to the liquor bar, grabs a drink. <laughs> speaking, speaking of Nick the Rat, 
I'm drinking on Sailor Jerry rum, which comes recommended by Nick the Rat. That's why I bought it. Sailor Jerry. Pretty good. Cheers. Cheers. So, uh, <clears throat> it's been a pretty crazy, uh, pretty, cr like, Big day, crazy day. A lot of things have dropped. We had, uh, obviously, Kanye on Rogan. I've only seen uh, headlines. I haven't heard anything. I haven't really looked into news stories. I listened then. to it at work. It was. I thought it was really good. I mean, I was already voting for him, but now I'm definitely voting for him. You know, I'm going to write it in. He's not on the ballot here like he is in other states. Yeah, he's not... He, Kanye's not on the ballot here in Washington. He's a writing as well here. But I'm writing it in. I mean, fuck it. Kanye 2024. Trump's already going to obviously win Tennessee, so waste. it's a wasted vote to vote Republican or Democrat anyway. Um, but yeah, uh, I, had a, I had a pretty good day tonight at work. Uh, my second job is at a liquor store. And, oh, actually, let me backtrack to why also it's a big day, besides the Kanye Rogan. The Hunter Biden sex tape, I guess, dropped. You know anything about this? Again, I've, I've only seen headlines. I've seen a handful of people posting links. I did not uh, want to click on for... any of those links or, yeah, I've, because it's like, no. especially Number since one, it's I potentially that... CP. I don't, like, I don't want to, like... <laughs> I don't, I don't want that, that anywhere near me. And at right. the same time, my my very immediate question was, who's monitoring the IP addresses of everybody who clicks on that link? Right. It's it's just like, um, I guess it was a year or so ago, the supposed Huma Abdeen Hillary Clinton video where they are sexually abusing a small child, a little girl, and then they cut her face off with a knife and wear it as a mask. It's like, I don't know if that's real, but I wouldn't doubt it. But I'm not going to go looking for that or click any link that's claiming to be that video because you're immediately going to be on a list. Yeah. <laughs> right? So, yeah, exactly. same thing with this Hunter Biden shit. It's like, keep it away from me, but, like, I hope the truth comes out. But anyway, yeah, so they, we had the, the Hunter Biden sex tape and him smoking crack on video supposedly came out today. Haven't seen it, but I did see the Kanye Rogan. That was really good. But yeah, anyway, so it, it work while I'm listening to Kanye and Rogan finished up tonight. I'm, you know, I'm uh, stocking the shelves full of liquor and I'm bringing people up. And this this girl comes in real cute and uh, like comes up to the counter. And like while I'm ringing up, she's buying like uh, I think it was Parrot Bay rum and some airplane bottles of liquor. And I'm, I look down and she's got like massive titties. But like her shirt is the fabric is see through, so I can like clearly see her nips, like not an outline of nips, but it's just straight nips. And I realize like clearly she notices that I'd noticed, you know what I'm saying? Because I probably stared at it for like ten seconds longer than I should have. Are and you then, victim blaming already? And then, <laughs> but then like her friend comes through the door, and she has like a black jacket on, but no shirt. And no bra, and it's literally like tits hanging out, 
but she has those nipple pasties on that like strippers wear over just her nips. And then like my coworker explains like, oh yeah, like they, there's a strip club nearby and they like work at the strip club. So then I was like, oh good. They won't feel so bad that I was staring at their tits. But anyways, needless to say, working in a liquor store is not bad because you have like that kind of stuff going on. You have a ton of drunk, like just like town drunks and alcoholics in there every day that have like just crazy stories and crazy shit going on all the time. People get arrested in the parking lot of the liquor store on a weekly basis. It's like a really like it's never boring there, I guess is what I'm saying. Yeah, no, that definitely seems like the go to place for uh obtaining stories yeah. i question how if i were to get a job at a liquor store here locally at least in the town that i grew up where i would originally go get uh my liquor from uh i don't believe i would see as many stories uh like the ones you at least the ones you just described <laughs> uh, well this is tennessee very, so it's a it's, it's a little it gets it's a real conservative place but also like i don't I, i'm sure it's like any state where it's like there's like a real conservative component, but then there's also just like a bunch of debauchery going on. It's it's a cool mix to have. I do have a, a Tennessee um, prison-related clip coming up, but I don't want to blow my whole load at once on that. I don't want to give you the whole load today. Ah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, man. Uh, so yeah, we're talking we're talking the prison industrial complex. What have you you got any uh, you got any thoughts on that? I I. I Oh, I I also should say sorry. I um, working the two jobs, I've pretty much had no time to pull clips or do research. So some of the clips I did like rustle up tonight are going to be a little bit too long because I didn't have time to pull out the specific bits I wanted. So apologies in advance for that. Uh, it, such is life, man. Such is the life of paying bills. Yep. Uh, no, I wanted. I I thought this would be. Uh, a fun topic to talk about because the other week I was out in, on my il illustrious property. Uh, not very big at all, but either way, I'm out there shoveling rocks. And I've been shoveling rocks on the weekends uh, about three to four hours a day, to, you know, Saturday and Sunday. And just, it's not fun. It's terrible. And towards the, the end stretch of me having to take care of all these rocks, you know, I've got 16, 20 hours in, you know, working throughout the week and then, but the hard work on the weekend and I'm getting just tired and wiped out and I'm sitting there going, if I was in North Korea or anywhere else that has any of those uh, forced labor camps or hard labor camps, you know, eat as much as I'm able to shovel, compared to what I would assume to be most people. I I don't know how, like I said, I don't know if I would be able to make it, and I don't know how other people make it, and especially when you, you know, you're forced to work the 10-hour 10, 10 days and you don't get a full nutritious meal and your eight hours of sleep and all that other stuff. And just how it all kind of rolls in. Watched a TV show one episode uh it takes place in out in montana and some guy was was rustling cattle and 
the they go there. He doesn't want to go to jail. His kid comes out, and they're everybody's holding guns up, and the sheriff is just like, "Hey, your dad's getting arrested. Yes, that sucks. That's terrible." But he's going to, we're going to take him down to the station. He's going to get fingerprinted. He's going to get released. In a couple months, he's going to come in front of court, and he's going to be told to pay a fine. And that's all that's going to happen. And just to kind of balance it all out, you know, and, and see the difference. But that's, again, not to neglect the disparities that happen within the greater United States in how... You have people with less than stellar means to make a living through either personal life choices or just the situation and how they're raised and the choices that they have to make, which put them at a disadvantage to be brought forward into the justice system. And just how it all, again, how all that balances out. And then you throw in things like the three strikes rule and... 94 crime bill. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 oh man, I even think to look, look at all that. Uh, the, even that was the 94 crime bill was brought up in, uh, dark Alliance, which was the talk about the, uh, uh, cocaine trend, the, the shipping of cocaine with, uh, the CIA's help into the United States. And how that was, yeah, it is. I did a I, but, the episode two of Abs in a Six Pack. I did a deep dive. Well, the the episode topic was cocaine, so I started off with like Robin Williams and um, all kinds of like celebrities talking about their coke addictions. Charlie Scene talking about smoking crack. I was banging seven gram rocks because <laughs> I actually might have that clip. But yeah, uh, so it's I. But I ended with you know uh, a break. I think it was a pretty in depth breakdown of the. CIA's involvement in trafficking cocaine and funding it when it came to like freeway Ricky Ross and like the CIA head having to get up on the stand in LA and calm down an angry crowd of people who were mad for, that the CIA was pushing coke in the streets and then like I detailed some of the the deaths the cocaine related deaths um and it's it's crazy because like you you have the CIA making money on the front end of trafficking working with the cartel to bring in the drugs and then on the back end, the prison and the prisons are making money for incarcerating people. And it's like a yeah, it's a money racket on the way in and on the way out when it comes to drugs and the war on drugs. Yeah, and with that, uh, the '94 crime bill, I I'm gonna butcher the percentages, but you had uh, like a hundred to one. If you had a hundred grams of cocaine, which would equal one gram of crack, you'd get an equivalent sentence. Whereas no one runs around with 100 grams of cocaine, but everybody's running around with at least one gram of, of crack. And that was the the big stipulation with that. And only recently, within the past couple of years, did they change that. Uh, and, it, and it's not even more of a, a fair sentence. It might even be 50 to 1 now, 50 grams of cocaine, which, again, still not that many people are going to be rolling around with that much. You've never tried crack, have you? Crack is whack. No, I have not. Okay, I can tell. I can tell from the way you speak and the de overall demeanor about you that you haven't. Uh, yeah, I've never tried crack. 
I did I did find the Charlie Sheen ISO. I don't know, man. I was banging seven gram rocks and finishing them because that's how I roll. I have one speed. I have one gear. Go. Go. Go, go, go. Yeah, dude. Sheen, Sheen was, uh, this was before he uh, came out as HIV positive. <laughs> I'm not just sure. I'm HIV positive. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, no, but, like, uh, I mean, he was banging... What's that porn star's name? The blonde one, Brie Olson, is that her name? He was banging like a couple porn stars. He was, he was living it up, man. Yeah, I remember him getting in trouble for not announcing that he had HIV. Yeah, yeah, but it's, it's kind now of a dick move. in California, he doesn't have to worry about going to prison for that. That's right. just a misdemeanor now. And I think they under, pulled under the same the stunt up here in Washington can't you, like, too. Literally, like input, couldn't you dose somebody's drink with HIV? Like put your HIV blood in their drink intentionally to make them contract it and still not get in trouble. It's something crazy. I wouldn't like be surprised. They're just killing the stipulation. We can't have the all these people going to jail because it's just going to encourage the prison industrial complex. Uh, oh, They're trying to build a sound. prison. They're trying to build a prison for you and me to live in. I like system. There's a local radio host that frequently plays a clip from one of the district attorneys here that talks about how we have the lowest youth incarceration rate in the country and that's a good thing and to a point yes that is good we don't want our youth in jail because it does become a a ball of wax or a, a snowball rolling down the hill to turn into an avalanche because once you're in the system it's kind of hard to get out but at the same time we're here in Washington we're we're not processing criminals and find that helps them stay out of the, the prison system. But at the same time, we're not processing criminals. So that means they get to come back out and do the same thing again. And so where, where is the balance on keeping these individuals safe and sane and keeping their pocketbooks full so they're not paying for lawyers or, taking away tax money with public defenders. Yeah, if you, if you want a good overview of how crazy the, not just prison system is, but the rehabilitation aspect of it, like Joey Diaz, uh, his podcast, The Church of What's Happening Now, and then like early days of him on Joe Rogan, like it's crazy some of the stuff. Like he was like, he was doing cocaine with prison guards, and, or not, not, sorry, not prison guards, his parole officer was like enabling him to do coke it was like, it's like a, he was in the halfway house, I think is what they call it. And yeah, no, it's, um, the system is extremely flawed, uh, in, in several different ways, but, uh, I know plenty of cool ass people and funny comedians that spent, that did a dime as they call it, you know, 10 or more years in prison. So it is what it is, I guess. Oh, by the way, uh, Hotep with it still might be on tonight, but the reason he was stuck at the restaurant with his wife or his girlfriend or whatever she is, but uh, he he said she's she's a little drunk and she's giving me those eyes and he sent the eye emoji. So <laughs> yeah, so I was like, uh, he's I, gonna I, be he's gonna I'm, be out out of whack for a minute. Yeah, I I messaged him. I was like, I I. You know, like the little, um, what's it called? The, like the sideways arrow that says one thing's better than the other, less than or 
more than. Oh, greater than or less than. Yeah. Or so as like, uh, Sir Bemrose was saying in his podcast, the Grumpy Old Benz was uh, angle brackets. Angle brackets. Yeah. So I used the angle brackets. It was like pussy greater than podcasting. And uh, <laughs> he uh, he was like, he was like, yeah, he was like, yeah, I'll hit you up. And I was like, all right, man, let me know when you nut. We might still be streaming. So we'll see what happens. Hey, <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, Japanese prisons are another thing. And uh, this is from National Geographic. Japanese prison sounds like a place you don't want to be. Just a long hallway with prison doors on each side. And he opened the door with the key and told me to go inside. That was the beginning of a long stretch of hard time. A long stretch of hard time. <laughs> they gave me a rule book. I mean, they told me I was expected to read and remember this rule book. They had every aspect of your life ruled and regulated and regimented and if these rules aren't followed that you will be punished i was thinking oh my god there's no way i'm going to be able to uh, remember all these rules let alone follow them i kind of anticipated some trouble there you are expected on command to step out of the cell door turn around and face the wall until another command is given where you will turn around and march to a factory where you will work. Most of the time my work was uh, constructing paper shopping bags. Each person was expected to take the bag off of the in pile and perform one fold or glue one seam only and then pass it on to the next guy next to him, and it was his in pile. And I was thinking, are you kidding me? <laughs> Marching. He marched everywhere. Your arms were coming up to 90 degrees. Itch knee, itch knee, which is one, two, one, two. Here we were, marching like robots. You'll go crazy. I just felt like a machine. On, 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 on. After a few months or more of this, I just had enough. One of the guards came up with a megaphone and started barking in my face. You know? I like how that's what Japanese people sound like. They're... That's just what Japanese people sound like, apparently. <laughs> Thinking, I've got to do something. And I just snapped. Pushed the megaphone into his face, and uh, before I knew it, there were like guards pinning me to the ground, twisted off the collar of my shirt, and choked off my airway. And eventually, he choked me to the point of unconsciousness.
Japanese prison load. Japanese prison got me down. Said I'm in Japanese prison load. Don't be long here, my eyes are round. I'm in Japanese prison load. That must have been how that guy felt. God damn, Cartman. Oh, Cartman. Oh, that re-education. I mean, studying the, the rule book to, to memorize and I guess that's... It's Japan. They no, call that, it re-education. Re-education? That's, that is definitely uh, in line with their culture, though, and in, in the forceful the in appreciation of study. It's in line with their culture. <laughs> okay, I'm done. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, it's all good. Whereas, I can get more I mean, racist you... if you want. Just let me know. <laughs> let me know where the line is. Well, way to fit into the stereotype of being from the South. Oh, yeah. No, it, it, <laughs> I was raised on the Ohio-Michigan border, uh, but the uh, I, I, had to meet, I had to meet Tennessee in the middle, so I'm half as racist as the rest of Tennessee, I'll put it. <laughs> I mean, you you could be looking at a place like uh, Thailand where they have the bamboo caning. They uh, dip the uh, the cane. They soak the cane in water so it won't splinter. And as they they smack you because it's got all the knots in it, it bends around. And then as it pulls back, it just rips your skin and get, leave you with, leaves you with a whole bunch of little cuts. Yeah. You know what? You know where they haven't done that in like a century. America. Where's it? I don't yeah. know. We might need to bring that back. I don't know. the The mob used uh, rubber hoses. Those well, the mob did know. a lot of things, man. <laughs> but that's they're not the industrial prison complex. They're not you know, paying I, people to arrest them. They're I had uh, I had Larry Pinkney on. Um, the the guy that Alex Jones interviews all the time on Infowars, one of the or- original founders of the Black Panther Party, I had him on, on as a guest recently, and he pointed out something that I'd forgotten about, which was that Nancy Pelosi's father was a mobster, and she comes from a crime family, like a mafia family. That is something I had forgotten about as well. They doesn't seem to come up in the news very often no but i guess doesn't. i mean we can't be judging people by their ancestors past can we huh we i mean it's not generally a good thing but when it comes to politicians and when they seem as tyrannical as their mobster parents then it, and it's not like you know six generations ago your ancestors did this it was like no this was your fucking mom and dad <laughs> you know yeah but anyway we we have a couple of different routes we can take if you want on this prison thing. My clips are mostly pretty goofy, like that Japanese prison one. But I uh, I, I have uh, that. You remember that story about the judges that were like getting incentive, cash incentives to send kids to juvenile prison? Yeah, I, uh, I found an article about that from the Philadelphia Inquirer. Right. Uh, yeah. And yeah. that that judge actually got released from prison because of the COVID rules. Whoa, really? So that was recently yeah. he got released. Yeah. It's funny how that always happens to benefit the uh, people that actually should be in prison. But yeah, this, uh, I, I got uh, two clips. Democracy Now!, who, as as if you listen to No Agenda, you know that 
Democracy Now!, while being incredibly biased, they do cover stories that the mainstream refuses to cover. Here on Democracy Now!, democracynow.org, The War and Peace Report, I'm Amy Goodman with Nermeen Shea. We turn now to the latest news on the so-called Kids for Cash scandal in Pennsylvania, in which judges took money in exchange for sending thousands of juvenile offenders to for-profit youth jails. In 2011, former Luzerne County Judge Mark Chivarella was convicted of accepting bribes for putting juveniles into detention centers operated by the company's PA Childcare and a sister company, Western Pennsylvania Childcare. Chivarella and another judge, Michael Conahan, are said to have received $2.6 million for their efforts. Some of the young people sentenced under their watch were jailed over the objections of their probation officers. In 2009, Democracy Now! spoke with one of the young people who spent almost a year in one of the juvenile detention centers after being sentenced by Judge Chivarella as a first-time offender. This is Jamie Quinn. I was about 14 years old and I got into an argument with one of my friends and all that happened was just a basic fight. Um, she slapped me in the face, and I did the same thing back. There was no marks, no witnesses, nothing. It was just her word against my word. My only charges were simple assault and harassment, and I didn't even know that charges were pressed against me until I had to go down to the intake and probation and fill out a whole bunch of paperwork. I asked Jamie Quinn in 2009 about the action Luzerne County Judge Mark Chivarella took in her case after taking bribes to do so. This was her response. This makes me really question other authority figures and people that we're supposed to look up to and trust. I mean, Chivarella has been a judge for a long time, from what I know, and a well-respected one is what I thought, and I obviously not. It just really makes me question and not trust other people. I mean, if someone like Judge Chivarella can do this, then it makes me believe that anyone can betray the law. And I don't know. Well, now the private juvenile detention companies at the heart of the Kids for Cash scandal in Pennsylvania have settled a civil lawsuit for two and a half million dollars. Two and a half million stories like that that influence stories like that that influence the people out here in Seattle that think that you know all the judges are corrupt, everybody's corrupt, and those guys are corrupt. Keep them in jail, even with the COVID going on, but. You know, not all offenses are, are reasonable, jailable offenses. And getting in, you know, just a, a backyard school fight behind the flagpole after school, that's what that was essentially. There's no reason to go to jail for, for that. Just break up the fight. But no, no, we well, got... That's why, it's, that, that's why it was dubbed the kids for cash scandal because the judges were getting kickbacks. And this is the tip of the iceberg, in my opinion. I think, like, I think there's so much under the table dealings when it comes for incentives, or when it comes to incentives, rather, for uh, judges and cops getting incentivized to put people in prison. Yeah, uh, yeah, but on on the flip side of the coin, uh, how do you? It's not like. This is a grocery store where people want to go. This isn't a department store where people want to go. And uh, there are government kickbacks and uh, assistance programs to help fund the prison to make it uh, affordable. So that way, judges, or not judges, uh, guards 
can actually get paid to be there as opposed to working on, you know, minimal, minimal money. Uh, oh, I don't even know where I was going with this now. Hey, well, no worries. I got you covered. Clip uh, clip two of the Democracy Now! Kids for Cash candidate. In 2011, Sandy Fonzo confronted former Judge Chivarella outside the courtroom after his sentencing. Uh, Fonzo's son, Edward uh, Kenzikoski, was sentenced by Chivarella to a youth jail and then a four-month boot camp. Edward committed suicide in June of 2010. Confronting Chivarella, Sandy Fonzo blamed the judge for her son's death. My kid's not here. He's dead because of him. He ruined my f***ing life. I'd like him to go to hell and rot there forever. Ma'am, come on. No, you know what he told everybody in court? They need to be held accountable for their actions. You need to be. Do you remember me? Do you remember me? Do you remember my son? An all-star wrestler? He's gone. He shot himself in the heart. That was Sandy Fonzo, whose son committed suicide after being put away by Judge Mark Chivarella. She was yelling at him right outside the courtroom after he uh, was convicted. Get that judge, put him back in prison. No more house arrest for him. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Like I said, I think this is the tip of the iceberg, and there's so much corruption that goes on. I, uh... I grew from when I was 11 years old till off and on, but overall for the last, you know, 15 years since then, I've been in Roan County, Kingston, Tennessee. And the history of what goes on there has been crazy. Like the, the Rockwood Airport, this private airport, there's still, last I heard, like, 10 cops and two judges that are still in jail because they were helping run in coke and heroin and like overseeing the process and helping cover it up like all this drug running that was coming in through that private airport in Rockwood in Rome County and then like there's like there's like a handful of judges and a bunch of cops that are like went to went to prison for what sh the shit that went on in that town even Johnny Carson back like in the 70s or 80s like when um a cop shot somebody on the courthouse if i'm remembering this right i'm going from memory on this part but it was like a cop shot somebody on the steps of the courthouse and johnny carson on the tonight show or the late show or whatever it was made a joke like the one place to get away with murder is kingston tennessee where, where that courthouse is so uh if you want to hear something more modern day that's going on in Roan County with the justice system, I have this uh, press conference this dude did right outside of the Kingston Courthouse, the Roan County Courthouse, where I'm from. So this was, <laughs> this was, uh, what's the guy's name? Damn, I can't, I can't remember what this dude's name is. He's got like a cartoonish sounding name too, but he was in uh, jail for getting a sh in a shootout with the cops in Kingston. And, uh, I think he might have won the court case. I need to look into it more. But this I called Jeffrey Wicks on April the 9th at 9.30, right before the shootout, about 30 days before the shootout. I told him I fear for my life. I told him Judge Edelman sitting here in calm thinking he should have recused himself. And the last words out of his mouth said, Mr. Houston, Edelman should have been long gone. He sat there for another month. The shootout happened. Edelman, then he come through and recuses on June the 8th for the second time. Judge Jeffrey Wicks is... 
is, is a domestic terrorist. He has Terrorist. engaged in acts of treason against the United States. <laughs> He's a domestic terrorist. I love the South, man. Uh, you said you, you last time you were on. You said you lived in Knoxville for a while, right? Yeah. When what yeah. years was that? Like what time period? Uh, right before two thousand is when I left. Oh, okay. Yeah, because you you sound like more of a Canadian than you do a Southerner. No offense. I blame Washington. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you don't sound anything like anybody from the South. Like you're not on. Uh, you're not like at cold acid level. Like cold acid sounds Canadian. Like he might as well have like the top of his head separated from the bottom of his head, like a South Park Canadian. <laughs> <laughs> Judge Jeffrey Wicks is 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 a domestic terrorist. He has terrorist. engaged in acts of treason against the United States Constitution. He has backdated documents. He is, has been sued as of last night. Leon Houston gave me this lawsuit. He filed a suit against Jeffrey Wicks, Mark N. Foster, Russell Johnson, Governor Haslam, Robert E. Cooper, Ronald B. Woody, the state of Tennessee and Rome County. We're calling, we're calling Jeffrey Wicks, Mark Foster, Russell Johnson, Bill Haslam, Robert E. Cooper, and Ronald B. Woody a coward. He said you will not cooperate with one lawyer, one aide, one judge. The, we ain't had one lawyer to represent us. Rogers and Logan let us stay in jail for three years of knowing that these judges had no oath. Uh, knowing they, I'm calling Rogers, Logan, and these lawyers, they're cowards, thieves, and liars. I'm calling the governor a liar when he don't come forward. Is it true that you would never be happy with any lawyer? I'd be happy with a lawyer if he'd step up. My lawyer, he would not. He, he would not insist that Wicks come to the witness stand. Wicks could clear all this up. See, Mr. Blackwood, he said that there, Hayes appointed him. Is there him. an attorney that you would be happy representing you? Can you name one? Not, not right, right now. I don't think he exists. I've got a good lawyer, and his name is Christ. He's my lead counsel. He's my lead counsel, God Almighty. Judge Ablin is one that sent Bill Jones down there to attempt to murder Leon Rocky Houston. He's recused himself not once, but twice in that case, and it was never brought out. Judge Ablin is a coward. It appears that the U.S. Attorney's Office is a coward. The judge saying that you're only buying into conspiracy theories. It is. Do you know what conspiracy is, ma'am? It does exist. It's been mentioned since the Bible. Conspiracy's been going on all through the world since the start of time. It's in this courthouse right here. <laughs> so you got this dude, dude, uh, last... Uh, one of one of my friends had to go to court for something uh, last year. I won't mention who he is or why he had to go, but this guy had been on this tour with this weed bus and it was like had all these weed signs all over the place. And like he it, that same courthouse that I was talking about that I used to drive by all the time, same one where that guy was rambling outside about Jesus as his counsel and all that. Like he had uh, he he had gotten arrested. And I don't remember what the charge was, but a couple of my friends were there for different reasons, and they watched him. He was like, I don't want a public defender. I'll just represent myself. And he fucking owned the judge and everybody, and he just walked off scot-free because he had, like, his pocket constitution and shit. Tennessee is awesome. Like, there's just so much, like, ridiculous shit like that. But then you have, like, so much corrupt cops and judges, but at least we arrest them. We got a bunch of judges in jail. We got a bunch of cops in jail here in Rome County. And then you have... Um, <laughs> some shady shit going on like you know um, a couple of old people they found two skeletons of kids in uh, buried in their yard in Rockwoods uh, and like meth lab shit like that's yeah, not great you know it's not great
great that that happens. Uh, but, and then there was, there was another like thing that happened a couple years ago where this dude called the cops cause somebody was breaking into his house. The cops showed up like an hour and a half, two hours late. And then that, at that point it was a non-issue, but the dude that owned the house that had called the cops was mowing his lawn and the cops showed up and shot him. It's like this old dude. <laughs> this Jesus. Old the cop showed up and shot the guy that called the cops. And killed him. I mean, it's not funny, but it's like, I mean, yeah, it's fucked up sometimes. But you're, you're not selling the tourism industry to come down and check out Tennessee with that story. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I mean, it's, it is sometimes like some redneck shit happens sometimes. Uh, you know what, though? That, that's at least you got entertaining stuff going on. All I'm all I've got up here is misery. In uh, another county, I thought you uh, were in Washington, not Missouri. Oh, I'm in, I'm in Washington. This this place is. Uh, so the the county west of Seattle, a uh, older couple is being charged with uh, uh, defacing a Black Lives Matter sign that was left in a public. Uh, right of way, you know, one of those medians that goes down the middle of the road where people put all the signs. A defacing is better than black facing. Ah, so they're they're getting in trouble for that, and the plea deal that has been offered for them is to go to uh, racial sensitivity training. Otherwise, they have to uh, pay a fine and all this other stuff, and. That, I don't know if I'd rather get shot on my riding lawnmower or be forced to go to uh, a means of re-education on how my think is wrong think. Whereas you take any, any anybody that wants to you know get away with guns or uh, has a problem with uh, any... Republican or right wing talking point and you know accuse them of wrongdoing and then tell them to go be re-educated uh, the the story would be absolutely flipped but since it's here in Washington uh, the news media is rather quiet about that situation yeah no that's how it always goes do you okay um I mean, it's easy to say that the private prisons and the and frankly the government funded prisons profit off of people being incarcerated in the drug war and all that. But uh, do you think there's something bigger at work? Like, do you think there's more of an agenda going on behind the scenes? Kind of like how um, it came out with like Richard Nixon, his aides were like, "Yeah, actually, we figured out that starting the drug war was the because we can't arrest someone for being against the war, like a hippie that's against the war. We can't arrest somebody like for being supporting the civil rights movement, but we realized that when we outlawed drugs, we could arrest the leaders of both groups. Do you think there's something like that, or even more nefarious lizard people? Like, what's what's the um, what's the real enemy that's that's behind the prison industrial complex, or is it just about money? Uh, that's for, for the privately funded prisons. Uh, I think the kickbacks is, is your big answer. 
I think that you can even go so far as to say you Bible thumpers down there in the South with your extra conservative ways, uh, following Jesus and whatnot and saying that, uh, the devil's lettuce is going to ruin you. Then, uh, you know, antiquated ways, I think also plays a part in attempting to correct and fix what people see as the wrongdoings within society. And, you know, it, Weeding out the riffraff. I think there <laughs> is a. Out. <laughs> ah. out. I've learned my lesson. I'm never, ever, ever going to smoke weed again. So, but it's. I, I think there there is a mix of antiquated ways or, or just extremely set in your beliefs to, you know, make sure that society doesn't come to a full and complete collapse i mean we've all seen the the people standing on the corner that says the the world the end of the world is nigh and you have people that are firmly held in their beliefs that do actually believe that and so when we look on online and at the international news stories you know out here in seattle we see all the evil things you guys down there in the south are doing so we're just going to go ahead and do away with our prison system because we're going to make up for the injustices of what you all are doing down there or so to, so to speak. Dude, DC, so, DC comics needs to start the injustice league. Yeah. We can't be promoting, you know, alcoholics and heroin users in, in comics. That would be, be against societal norms unless you're on the West coast. So there's it's the new societal normal. Uh, so right. I'm at this point. I'm assuming Hotep with it is still getting laid. Stand We're gonna be bro. getting you knee deep in some gash. Luckily, I know literally everything there is to know about getting pussy. AKA, yeah. Mr. Shit King, shit pussy. Respect. <laughs> He'll show up. He'll show up. Well, even if he doesn't, but, I mean, can you blame him? Like I said, no, pussy over podcasting. Uh, no, he's good people though. I love, I love that guy. I, I'm not sure if you're familiar with the stoner that ran for president. Kind of a goofball, but I voted for him. The only time I've ever Gary voted. Gary Johnson. Yes. Yeah, you know who I'm talking about, Gary Johnson. Uh, yes. So I what have is a... an Aleppo? <laughs> Motherfucker. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, he's, he's the only person I ever voted for. I think it was 2012. He ran in 2012, didn't he? And then 2016 again. Libertarian number. I voted for him in 2016. I didn't, I didn't know about him in 2012. I didn't vote in 2016. Or maybe I'm confused. I don't know, but I'm pretty sure I voted for him in 2012. I know what the only time I voted was for Gary Johnson. Um, the second time I will vote will be for Kanye West. Yeezy, Yeezus. Birthday party. Republican Party, Democrat Party, fuck that. It's the birthday party. Because we, when he wins, it'll be like every American's birthday. I think that's what he said. <laughs> yeah, on the ballots that Kanye is in, uh, he is listed as the birthday party, which I think is awesome. Nice. Uh, but well, yeah, Seeing uh, as he named his kid North. Right. It's still a more normal name than what Elon Musk and Grimes named their baby. No shit. Yeah, XAE dash X12 or whatever it was, something like some 
weird shit. Chad. Like <laughs> <laughs> Yo, it's 2016. And if you're not cool with homosexuals in your schools teaching your kids about butt sex. Okay, so Gary Johnson was on Joe Rogan back when he was running in 2015. And they talked a lot about private prisons, and he was the governor of Mexico. <clears throat> and I would argue he did a good job as governor. But yeah, uh, so yeah, this is a long clip. I think it's like six or seven minutes. So if you have any, co like, I'll pause it anytime you want to make a comment because it's, uh, it's Gary Johnson. So I'm sure there'll be plenty of points where you'll have something to say that right. will be like, Okay, this guy, this guy over here. What can be done at this point? Like, if someone became a president, what could be done to stop this influx of private prisons, this this prison industrial complex that we're finding ourselves in this horrible quagmire with? Well, so don't don't mistake. Look, it's not just private prisons; it's public prisons. Here's the right. number one opposition <laughs> to legalizing pot in California was the public prison mm -hmm. union. So, yeah. you know, it's the guards just, union, correct? Yes, it, it's it's. They want to keep jobs. They want to keep jobs. We got two point three million people behind bars. Um, that's terrifying. That's terrifying that guards would want to keep jobs so that they would want more people locked up for things that no one agrees with. Uh, that's really scary. It's not terrifying I'll just, I'll people want to keep their It's jobs. a bad rap for private prisons. But it is terrifying that... Okay, it's not terrifying that people for, want to keep their what, jobs. For the things that they need to happen to keep their jobs, yes, that's that's right. an absolute issue. The, the problem of wanting to keep your job, keep your employment, and again, have have the, you know, as, as terrible as it may be, the, have the business be able to pay you for what you're doing. Uh, and it's not that I've been a guard or I've done hard time, but being in prison does not bring forward the best of individuals of society. And the the people that sign up to be guards, those people more or less just need a job that they don't want to work at McDonald's and flip burgers. So they figure they can go work at a prison. And now you have to corral a whole bunch of people that have little to no respect for authority of any kind. And lo and behold, what happens when enough of them get together and more or less unionize within the prison to then overthrow the guard system. You know, it's, it's, the per per perverse incentive on both sides of this is is less than stellar. And you can continue if you want. Yeah, it's pretty lame. Uh, but there, I'll pause that Gary Johnson tr uh, clip about private prisons to play you the trailer for cracking the system about Freeway Rick Ricky Ross because this was a documentary that really exposes not only private prisons but the CIA. I'm a Verizon running. engineer. And today, and this is an ad on YouTube, so I'm gonna. That sucks. I hate that. I need to get YouTube Plus or whatever that doesn't have the ads. Use Brave when using YouTube. Blocks out the ads. Oh, really? It does? Yeah. But YouTube still works? Yep. I'm using Brave right now for uh, Clean Feed. I didn't know that. Okay, that's good enough. 
You know how they say that everybody has a purpose in life. Well, at one time, I felt that selling cocaine was my purpose. We were starving, just looking for a way to, to succeed. The first time I seen rock cocaine was 1980. Murder rate was sky high. South of the 10 freeway was kind of a no man's land. So, you know, we're selling it to the blacks. So you go to these neighborhoods, you, there's no cops, you can sell it where you want, and when they start killing each other, nobody cares. I was going through like a million dollars worth of drugs just about every day. That's like gold. We can make a fortune. He was maybe the biggest guy in LA. Rick, Rick. Freeway Rick. Freeway Rick was getting his dope from a very big operator. I think we're into something that's bigger than us, something we really can't deal with. They had been trafficking on behalf of the United States government. She could prove what she was saying. The story was mind-boggling. When I was young, let me tell you how it was when I come from. As I've said before, no drug network will remain alive. There's a lot of people who think that, you know, I made that whole thing up. What they don't realize is the CIA admitted. See, I didn't know until I was sitting in prison how valuable an education was. Yeah, drugs suck. Drugs are really bad. But the drug war is worse. You want to know a version of hell, be the only guy playing straight in a dirty card game. And that's what the drug war is. There are more people in prisons and jails today just for drug offenses than were incarcerated for all reasons in 1980. Me being here is defying all odds. People don't get federal life sentences and beat them. We've been spending billions and billions and billions of dollars every year on this war on drugs to find out that the government was involved. That's pretty astonishing. Crack in the system. This is Los Angeles. Even if the government just turned a blind eye and didn't do anything about it, then you have to start questioning the whole system. Highly recommended documentary, Cracking the System. Freeway Rick was well documented in the book Dark Alliance. Yes. In his uh, rise uh, and fall, and then reappropriation into society, and then fall again with his uh, sale of cocaine and, and crack. And he got off on major drug charges because he was Rodney King before Rodney King was a thing. Well, yeah. And, and then there's also the fact that his informant came, like had to come in and testify. And then his informant was like, I work for the CIA, so you can't fuck with me. And that was in court. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not, in his, nutshell, not, I, I said his informant, I meant his supplier, his supplier. Yeah. That, yeah. I found my whole clip list. I mean, I have like 40 clips, so obviously can't do all those, but, um, from my early like episode two of abs in a six pack all the cocaine clips let's see i have uh i got stuff about barry seal but as far as rick ross goes i got him on Infowars. rick ross on Infowars. i don't remember what that one's about uh and then i got uh, cocaine was have that you... really rick ross or was that the uh, the rapper that appropriated the name no rick no, ross? no no the R freeway rick Freeway Ricky Ross, the actual Rick Ross, he was on Infowars a lot as a guest back in the day. Um, yeah, because he like Rick Ross talks about how Bill Clinton and George H. W. Bush were involved with the CIA and all this drug, uh, all the cocaine pushing. I got so many clips on here. I'm trying. I'm kind of scatterbrained trying to figure out which one I was looking for. I got a 60 Minutes clip about. Here we go. Yeah, this is probably good. 
as far as private prisons go, uh, 60 Minutes talking about the CIA trafficking cocaine is probably a good way to start. This investigative report on the CIA's involvement in drug trafficking. A ton of cocaine, pure cocaine worth hundreds of millions, is smuggled into the United States. Sound familiar? Not the way this ton of cocaine got here. According to what the former head of the Drug Enforcement Administration told Mike Wallace, this drug shipment got here courtesy of what he calls drug trafficking by the CIA in partnership with the Venezuelan National Guard. And what reason did the CIA have for promoting this drug smuggling? Well, the only rationale that's ever been offered is that this would lead to some valuable drug intelligence about the uh, Colombian cartels. The CIA and the Guardia Nacional wanted to let cocaine go on into the traffic without doing anything. They wanted to let it come up to the United States, no surveillance, no nothing. In other words, you weren't going to stop them in Miami or Houston or wherever. Uh, these drugs were simply going to go to the United States and then go into the traffic and eventually reach, reach the streets. That's what they wanted to do, yes. And we had very, very lengthy discussions where I told them what the U.S. law was and the fact that we could not do this. So here you got Jim Campbell, chief of station, who knows about this. Mark McFarland, CIA officer, knows about this. And are stimulating this, this business of sending what are uncontrolled deliveries of drugs, smuggling drugs into the United States, right? Right. Oh, not to worry. I've got some cocaine right here. Ah, okay. You think cocaine is a problem, but I've done it for 32 years. See, I am part of a group of responsible cocaine users. <laughs> that was the belief that you could have a responsible cocaine user, and then well, it just kept coming in, coming in, and getting cheaper and cheaper and cheaper. That was Patrick Stewart on. Uh, he plays the CIA. Uh, you, you know. Uh, on American, American Dad. Dad. Yeah, he plays the, like, Stan's boss on American Dad, the CIA boss or whatever. I'm one of the responsible cocaine users. <laughs> um, this... Now, how do, we, how do we weigh the... Uh, how do we weigh the, the 94 crime bill and the incarceration, grant, granted, you know, easy three strikes and easy, you know, throw you away for life? How do we compare that to... Down uh, in South America, I forget which country specifically, Columbia. but where you're, is it Colombia where you're executed for trafficking in drugs? Is it that, might be. Uh, I know Colombia is where most Nicaragua? of the coke comes from. There, I mean, there is, it's more, I think it's Singapore too, right? In Asia. There's like multiple uh, places where you can just get executed on the spot for even having, getting caught with marijuana. So how do we balance that out between our industrial prison complex where we take taxpayer money and ruin people's lives or do we save taxpayer money and just execute everybody? And I don't think you need to do either. I think just decriminalize all drugs. Well, you need to start talking to your friends down there. <laughs> up, yeah, up here well, in yeah. Seattle, in the, we're... In the Bible Belt, uh, decriminalization, we're going to be the last place. It's still... Uh, they lowered the schedule from Schedule 1, like federally, marijuana is Schedule 1 still, but even in the state of Tennessee, it's Schedule 6, so you basically, like, you might get arrested, but, it like, really all that's going to happen is you're going to have to pay some money to the court, unless you have a ton of it and it's clear you're selling it. Why is it not federally off of the Schedule 1 list? 
We we have doctors right. all over the place using. If Trump did that this week, he'd win the election. Yeah, well, it's a little too late for that, and Congress needs to be doing that job. That's Congress's job to be writing bills, and Trump passes them into law. He well, just like his First Step them. Act, couldn't it be a uh, executive order? I don't want executive orders because those are temporary, even right. if only for a handful of years. Yeah, but any president that like undoes in the future, like uh, legalizing weed or decriminalizing weed executive order is going to be a total dick. So who would do that? Uh, you, we have Donald Trump because we had a whole presidents uh, leading up to now. There's right. there's no reason to believe we've had poten- have the potential to have a whole presidents in the future who will do things uh, to flip them back the other way. What's to say we don't get someone from the south who sits there and goes, well, you know, this is this this is against things. Well, Kanye you know, you is get- obviously going to be the next president, and while he may outlaw abortion, he will not be outlawing weed. All right. So we fix that prison complex situation. But, I got a uh, I I got plenty of these cocaine clips now that I found I I thought I deleted all these but I still have all my co- old cocaine episode uh, clips I do I uh, I think this this one might be good um, uh, gosh shit I lost did I lose it yeah here we go um, this is if this is the right one it's about when uh, the whole Rick Ross revelation came out and Gary Webb, the reporter like busted the, uh, broke the story and the head of the CIA had to come down and calm everybody down. How could this be possible? And then we read through the documents and then that's when Gary Webb started explaining it to us and we was like, everything came together now. One of the most paramount moments perhaps caused by Gary Webb's dark alliance took place in November of 1996. It was a monumental historic event. I mean, the director of the Central Intelligence Agency was coming to Watts to face the people. Now, we all know that the U.S. government and the CIA supported the Contras in their efforts to overthrow the Sandinista government in Nicaragua in the middle 80s. Now, it is alleged the CIA also helped the Contras raise money for arms by introducing crack cocaine into California. Deutsch felt he had to do something to try to uh, deal with the outrage that was foaming all over the country at the time. And of course, it just blew up in his face. CIA fights drugs. CIA does not encourage drugs. I mean, it was was actually one of the most monumental blunders of all time, uh, if you think about it. We have no evidence of a conspiracy by the CIA to engage in encouraging drug traffickers in Nicaragua or elsewhere in Latin America. Deutsch was there because of the Gary Webb stories. The Gary Webb stories had sparked a national furor. I would like to have Richard Ross's uh, brother to speak, please. The United States government turned their head and let this cocaine come into the United States of America. Allow Gary Webb to have full access. This whole thing is orchestrated. It was near pandemonium. It was about, I guess, 1,200 people in standing room only in the auditorium. 2,000 people outside listening on loudspeakers, and uh, it was very hard to keep control. I got called on finally, and I said to her very clearly, 
I'm talking, looking right at Deutsch. I am a former Los Angeles police narcotics detective, and I work South Central Los Angeles, and I will tell you, Director Deutsch, that the agency has dealt drugs throughout this country for a long time. <laughs> Director Deutsch, I will refer you to three specific agency operations known as Amadeus, Pegasus, and Watchtower. I have Watchtower documents heavily redacted by the agency. I was personally exposed to CIA operations and recruited by CIA personnel who attempted to recruit me in the late 70s to become involved in protecting agency drug operations in this country. He stumbled and stammered and wrung his hands. If you have information about CIA illegal activity in drugs, you should immediately bring that information to wherever you want, but let me suggest three places. The Los Angeles Police Department. And of course my response was, I started there 18 years ago, sir, and they tried to kill me. Now what do you want me to do? <laughs> Alan, the, the one thing I learned from your cocaine episode that was saddening but not surprising was the death of the suicide of Gary Webb. Yeah. After he released that story. Yeah. Cause Rick Ross like was interviewed about it and he was like, what? Cause they found like it during that interview, he found out that Gary Webb had died and Gary Webb was running around saying that like people were following him, the government and all that. It's crazy, man. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's sad. That's too bad. You can't be speaking too much truth. Huh. Ted Gunderson's another one that I don't know if he was murdered, but like he was, he was called crazy for a long time. Like former FBI guy, he um, he was talking about the CIA's running this underground cult with underground tunnels under Washington D.C. where they rape and abuse children and do ritualistic like satanic shit. And then like you know, forty years later, now like in the last year, the FBI released those documents on the finders, and it turns out that all that shit was true. CIA was torturing kids. Have you seen the uh, Discovery documentary Conspiracy of Silence? Yeah, dude, that was hard to watch, but really important. Yeah, yeah, that's something I'm going to recommend anybody listening. If you have not watched it, YouTube it. It's on BitChute. Yep. Find it. The, the video and audio is early 90s quality, but... You know, if you want to chase the QAnon rabbit hole, there's there's your starting point from back in the day, the, the production that never got released. Same with uh, Matthew Buddha. He just got his whole channel without warning got taken off of YouTube. But Matthew Buddha's... I, I saw him posted on, on Twitter saying that they're deleting stuff just right in front of his eyes. Yeah, his whole YouTube channel got taken down with no strikes. They just deleted it. They per YouTube, like last week after this Hunter Biden laptop, shit started they just started deleting every like all kinds of people off youtube but um yeah it's on bitshit you can find mouthy buddha and he uh, part four is about to come out but he's done three installments of his pedogate series and i it production value is great on it but also like it's crazy how good his analysis is he has a panel uh one or two Pen pentagon whistleblowers talking about how the Pentagon is actively uh, protecting and hiding uh, child pornography and sex trafficking. He's got, he, he also does these analysis where the, the symbol for pedophilia, the triple spiral or whatever it is, he, he, he breaks down how that 
image is not even hidden but blatantly present in disney productions dating back from 30 years until now constantly right in your face and then we have room the... for these people in the industrial prison complex yeah oh yeah. wait that's right here in america we only give them a handful of years in their own little section in the prison complex because otherwise they'll get killed well, well, that's actually another question. Do you think Epstein was killed, or do you think it was an extraction and he's still alive on another island? Because I tend to think uh, the latter. That's, I mean, dead men tell no tales. Right, and... but if he, he wouldn't have been dead if, he, I mean, clearly that guy had a, a death switch, a dead man switch or a kill switch, where if something bad happened to him, like a life in prison or uh, like he got murdered, then all that shit, he's smart enough to know all that shit would be set to release implicating all these elites and politicians. So I think they rescued him from jail rather than... Well, did he, didn't he have a, a suicide attempt before his actual uh, alleged That's death? what they say, but it's like, so think about it this way. Like, if 60 Minutes and CBS News, like, a couple months afterwards start saying... Oh, actually, it looks like he did get murdered. Then you got to think like, okay, what's like, why, why is the mainstream now saying it was, he got murdered probably to be a red herring and distract from the fact that he was rescued and he's still alive. As a Mossad agent. Yeah. Mossad, I guess I got a knock coming on my door. <laughs> it seems like it, man. Um, I got to. All right, you want to go back to Gary Johnson defending private prisons, or should we stick with the cocaine thing for a minute? Let's let's see, let's hear what else I got to argue against uh, my failed pre presidential candidate has to say. All right. <laughs> uh... What is an Aleppo? That motherfucker. <laughs> well, yeah, uh, I, I have I I forgot how many clips I had. I yeah, I recommend while I'm looking for this. Getting back to this Gary Johnson clip, I recommend if you haven't heard it, episode two of Abs in a Six Pack, the cocaine episode. If you're listening, go listen to it. And if you got if you got twenty hours, listen to the Dark Alliance audiobook, and then go listen to the cocaine episode. It's a good filler in for all the little bits that were left out of the awesome book. And then, uh, what was the documentary you talked about that I'd seen? Secrets. Oh, Conspiracy of Silence. Conspiracy of Silence, and then watch Matthew Buddha's Pedogate series. Have you seen that, Billy? N no, no, I haven't seen uh, that. Oh, man, I'll put it in the show notes. You, It's, it's, de it's, it's, uh, you might throw up for a couple parts You're going to have to get medieval on someone? You're going to have to what? How, how, how do we, how do we get, compare uh, medieval torture chambers with? present day industrial prison complex and especially for these kind of individuals that we're talking about are we allowed to use iron maidens anymore can we use the rack what if we uh go something like the Generals mongols like to, to do in and... their masses like <laughs> oh wait a different iron maiden no yeah no <laughs> that, that was aussie and black sabbath you're right you're right wait a Butcher the music. Oh, man. <laughs> Run to the hills. Don't sing. That's terrible. I'm talking to me. All right. Gary Johnson what on Joe Rogan about private prison. At this point, if someone became a president, what could be done to stop 
this influx of private prisons, this this prison industrial complex that we're finding ourselves in this horrible quagmire with. Well, so don't don't mistake. Look, it's not just private prisons; it's public prisons. The right. number one opposition to legalizing pot in California was the public prison mm -hmm. union. So, yeah. you know. It's the guards just, union, correct? Yes, it's it's. it's they want to keep jobs. They want to keep jobs. We got two point three jobs, million people jobs, behind bars. And jobs. Um, That's look, terrifying. That's terrifying that guards would want to keep jobs so that they would want more people locked up for things that no one agrees with. I'll, That's really scary. I'll, I'll just I'll just say it's a bad rap for private prisons as opposed to just prisons. Period. There is a there is a big I said as governor of New Mexico um, and I privatized half the state prisons in New Mexico, apples to apples, oranges to oranges. The private prisons offered up the same goods and services for two thirds the price. And I all because they're not the government because they can do it for less money, just like every aspect of life private can do it better than public every aspect of life isn't the issue though with something like a private prison so this is a private corporation that profits from incarcerating people amazing that, gonna... that they that they can even profit and offer so in new mexico mm -hmm. if i may uh, when i took office there were 800 prisoners housed food. out of state there had been uh so what say it again substandard food yeah getting the substandard food getting the uh the prison made Blankets and pillows and mattresses because we know that, uh, what is it? The it's not the 25th Amendment. Either way, the the Abolishment of Slavery Act that allows 13th. slavery within, yeah, the 13th Amendment that allows slavery within prisons so that way you can get your Ikea furniture built in there so that way the prison gets a little kickback, the prisoners work for pennies on, for per hour, and then you can sell those at a subsidized price to the your partner prisons across the country. That uh, when Tom Starkweather was on and we did our Kanye West episode, that was the lyrics I read from Kanye. Massive prison riots in New Mexico so that the federal courts were in charge of the prisons in New Mexico. It's called the Duran Consent Decree. The legislature refused to appropriate money to build new prisons. It was a huge problem that we had. So the private prison, came, private prisons, Wack and Hut in particular, came in and said, and the federal courts were running the prisons in New Mexico. So if what I'm about to tell you, if you think that we were going to get away with any less goods or services being delivered to the prison industry, guess again. Federal courts are running the prisons in New Mexico on an apples to apples, oranges to oranges basis instead of 100 bucks a day. They offered it up for 66 bucks a day, two-thirds the cost. If that isn't good government, I don't know what is. And in New Mexico, I constantly said, if we would adopt rational drug laws, if we could let people out of prison, it'll be a lot easier to empty the private prisons than it will be the public prisons. Well, excuse my ignorance on this. I'm not sure if I'm right. But I would imagine that something like a private prison, which is a company, and it's a company that... Companies tend to aspire towards growth, 
And when you have a private prison that profits off of people being in jail, you would tend to think that they would try to maximize their potential for growth. Or versus uh, the government, right? It's logical, but may, maybe the component in here that you're missing is, is as opposed to growth, just think of it as, as stepping in and taking over the services that are currently being provided for a lot less money. Meaning taking over all the prisons and that would be their growth. Well, so all yeah, exactly. prisons would become private. Exactly. And, and assuming, and this is, this is my experience now, and don't get me wrong, I mean, there's, it's, there's just a logic behind, gee, if you're a private prison, then you're in it for the money. Right. Uh, that's logical. But it's, in my experience, it's completely removed from the reality. But just, in your experience in New Mexico, in alone, New Mexico which is a yes. fairly small state, well, not small, but it doesn't have a large population. Right. And, and, <coughs> excuse me. Yeah. So we have police unions, we have teachers unions, we have, uh, at least here in, in the King County, Seattle area, uh, the public works that takes care of the, the parks and, uh, the bushes on the side of the road. Those guys are union. Um, do we know if the privatized prisons have unionized guards or uh, if the state-owned prisons are unionized? Because if the state-owned prisons are unionized, just, I mean, in comparison to any other union job, at least here in the greater Seattle area, uh, that could easily justify the increased cost, the extra $33 per prisoner or whatever it was. Uh, to to increase the cost and make it just that much less inefficient, but again, we let's we can throw right back into job security and and making the employee happy ish for doing the job that they're doing. Hmm. Yeah. Uh. I don't. I, I, you can go ahead and resume the clip. I just I I wanted to throw that out there and. Just as yeah, a, I don't really know. Um, I I don't know. What do you think about like? I guess just overall, like private, because like private prisons and and Gary Johnson got a lot of pushback when he was on Rogan while he was running for this. Like, are private prisons not that bad? Because like private prison, when you hear that term, and myself included, you immediately think like, oh, this is bad because it's a for-profit prison. Prison's a shithole. No one wants to be there. Right. So, so and, making money off of a prison is inherently immoral. Is that? I don't know. Uh, well, you have to balance it against what are the morals of society and how. I mean, we we have laws to disincentivize people from doing shitty acts and and doing things we don't want them to do, and. So, I mean, if you can, and that, that coincides with the judges and the police doing their shady acts. But again, how do, how do you balance out the disincentive for people and the incentive to at least make the job bearable? I mean, we're not, we're not talking some of the, the worst prisons out there. Let's keep it at just, you know, I'm, I've been to jail. 
handful of adults have at least been to jail because they've caused enough ruckus in their childhood. Well, okay, uh, since you brought that up, I've gotten in some legal trouble, but I've never actually been to jail. Are you free to talk about what made that happen? Like, now I'm curious. I uh, just, just being a punk kid and my jail experience, uh, <laughs> yeah, I would not put my, again, it's not hard time. It was, it, I was put in GP, general population for the, my local prison, my local jail, not prison, jail difference. Right. Yeah. Prison jail is some year there for a night or two and prison's yeah. like a year or two or more. Right. We watched Gone in 60 Seconds when I was in jail. Outside of, you know, the open toilet and the, you know, the, sh the terrible mattress of bunk bed, and getting fingerprinted and all that, <laughs> uh, it, it was not a terrible experience. Not something I want to repeat, especially because it goes on the record, but it's, my experience is, I guarantee, unlike 99.9% of anybody else's situation. I've had friends in the past that have gone to the same jail I've been to and said it's it's practically a Hilton, whereas they've <laughs> been to other time. jails. You're welcome. They've been to other jails in the area, and they they go, where I was, you don't want to go anywhere else, ever. So, I my... While I have the experience, I have the best possible outcome, and I will thank the stars and and whatever greater power that is that at least got me to that plot that place as opposed to any other place I could have ended up. Beautiful. Yeah, no, I think that's a. I think that probably applies to a lot of people. Like, uh, I I didn't I didn't pull the clip because it was mostly in Japanese, but there's, I think it was Vice or National Geographic or something, did this story about in Japan, back going back to the Japanese prisons I had the clip of before, like elderly Japanese people, because economically they're not able to afford food and shit, they are intentionally committing crimes and shoplifting so that they'll go to jail and get free food. Uh, there was a comedian uh, a while ago that was... Uh, making a satirical, satirical argument talking about our homeless population uh, in comparison to our prison population where we have people complaining about, you know, not living in homes and not getting fed three square meals. But yet if you get arrested and go to jail, you got a warm place to sleep. You get, uh, you know, a shower. You get to uh, a yeah. pleasant bathroom. If you're homeless, you get, man, it's a good move. Yeah, there's there's plenty of people out here that definitely weigh that option. I've had my conversations back in the day with the homeless people that would walk the streets. And, you know, they'd talk about, you know, get arrested for the day and go to jail, get a meal, be warm for the night, get released in the morning, go cut, you know, do their thing for a couple of days and then rinse, repeat. Yeah. And so that, that almost... That almost implies that maybe you should be tougher on criminals so to where they wouldn't want to go to jail. But I don't know. 
Yeah, it, again, it's that it's that balancing aspect. We, we, up here in uh, the Seattle area, we we don't arrest the homeless. It's not illegal to be homeless, and it shouldn't be illegal to be homeless. Uh, but when you're stealing bicycles and you're breaking into cars and homes and stealing from places, it, there should be repercussions. If you're dozing off in the bus or uh, whatnot or in or shops because you're whacked out on heroin, maybe there should be a consequence for that. To okay, push you had me up to, until dozing out on the bus. Like, If you're dozing out on the bus on heroin, are you really hurting anybody? I would argue no. No. Nah. No, you're not. But when you have the amount of people that are out here that are whacked out on heroin, the the if you go to downtown Seattle, if you go to any surrounding city and you need to go to the bathroom, you stop anywhere. Starbucks, local bar, uh, uh, I don't know about convenient target or, or Walmart or whatever you stop in the bathrooms unlocked, but you go into downtown Seattle and you have to ask management for the pin code. So you can go to the bathroom. We have homeless people that will buy a cup of coffee. So that way they are no longer loitering when they go into Starbucks and no problem with that. You can circumvent the rules. Fine, so be it. But we have homeless people and and drug addicts. And again, not to I'm not here to to bash on struggles of life, but when it's 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 everywhere. It's everywhere. And the it's a it's a point to have these people be disincentivized to do this to hang out and and do things where they where they want right if you're dozing off in the front of a, in front of a shop because you're overdosing or you're not overdosing but you're you're taking heroin fine you're not hurting anybody but you're hurting the image of the society of the place that you you want people to be, whether you're the small shop owner or whether you are the mayor or the city council of Seattle, you want tourism to be showing up. Sure, you but, want uh, people to be counterpoint. Using, have you ever tried heroin? Maybe it's really good. I'm told it's the best trip in a lifetime, but no, <laughs> I have not tried it. Me neither. But uh, uh, the. Here's the problem with cops, you know. They can't wait to send the police to your house to chop your testicles off. <laughs> so, it, so when when you have shit like that going on, like you have to uh, you have to balance like a uh, you don't want a police state where they're chopping your balls off. You uh, absolutely you want to sit here and drink some Sailor Jerry's rum like I'm doing, and not be homeless. I'm I'm not asking for a police state. And I it there is a conundrum, there is a conflict of interest with the things that I say and how I feel and people's lot in life. And again, how do you balance that between society, what society wants as a norm, 
as a as a means to go out and feel safe and not worry about the person on the bus sitting next to you uh throwing up whatever lunch they might have had earlier that day uh or or having a an excretion accident accident on themselves next to you on the bus right they're not causing problems they're not causing harms but they're they're making society feel just a little bit less safe and again you know that goes right into the the police state issue but it's mm, man i talked myself into a fucking corner <laughs> <laughs> well as long as yeah no we need law and order but we need um i i, I graham hancock if you know who he is makes a really yep. good point and th- i heard this point probably god like nine eight nine years ago when i was listening to joe rogan back in the day we already have laws the point he makes is we already have laws to outlaw stealing um any kind of violent attacks, assault, um, like everything. The reason that people say drugs should be illegal is because they cause people to do things that are already illegal. You know what I'm saying? So it's like people steal because they're on drugs. People are violent because they're on drugs. Well, stealing and being violent, that's already illegal. So why do we need to outlaw drugs? Because the vast majority of people on those drugs aren't doing anything illegal other than being on drugs. Does that now, make sense? Now, hang on. Hang on. Right. I'm listening. Being on heroin does not necessarily make you steal. There are plenty of stories out there of people who are addicted to heroin that are highly functional within society. That's exactly the only what I'm reason saying. that they're highly functional within society is because they need a job to pull through so that way they can get their next fix. <laughs> is that a tragedy? Absolutely. So, but not everybody but has is it that really a tragedy. Power. Maybe they're more happy than we are. No, I've Have heard plenty of stories. On... I haven't. No, but you can go watch drugs, Inc from national geographic from back in the day where they talk about the fact that they're, you know, they're happy when they do the drug, but when they're off the drug, look how it's a ball happy and chain. that baby is. <laughs> it's a ball and chain. They're they are their demon follows them around, and they are unable to forget about it, dude. I, and they do their little pick I've me only ups gone, in the morning. I've probably only gone two or three days since January without smoking cigarettes. You could say that's a demon following me around. Is it ruining my life? No, I might pay for it in 20 years, 30 years, but it's not ruining my life. Like if, if you're a functional, I've never done heroin, but if you're a functional heroin addict and you're still functioning and productive in society, who am I to tell you that you should like not be able to do that? You know, but that might be the libertarian. Do, do, do cigarettes and, uh, coffee make you break out in violent outbursts if you don't get a fix? I know With cigarettes, you break. might you might get grumpy. You might get people, very angry. Listen, listen hey, buddy, listen to me right now. Shh, I'm getting shh, close. Shh, I'm getting close to the mic. I know people personally. I'm not going to mention any names, but I know people personally that have gotten into way totally violent outbreaks, totally sober, because they're fucking idiots, and they have mental issues, and they weren't on drugs. And meanwhile, there's people that are like 
on heavy drugs and never get into violent outbursts and never get in trouble. So like you get what I'm saying? It's like, it, it's the same reason. Like I don't condemn people for being on SSRI antidepressants because it's like, okay, I don't really agree with that, but it, it, like you seem to be a functioning person. Like, okay. Every school shooter and every mass shooter, like 99.9% .9 of them were on SSRI antidepressants. Do I, do I recognize that and say, yes, there's a correlation there between SSRIs and school shooters? Obviously. But do I say nobody should be allowed to be on SSRIs? No, I don't say that. Does that make sense? It's the same. No, idea. but, but that's, that's the point where you need a properly informed, uh, public a consumer. To this is so important. We have to do this. Exactly. Thank you, Trump, for backing me up. <laughs> But at the same time, I do agree with you. Fuck the cops. Yeah. Fuck them. Fuck the cops. <laughs> Christopher Walken. Now, I, the I mean, hey, I've, I've been in that targeted group of individuals uh, by the way I've dressed and acted that I've been targeted. I've been sought out. I've been, I've had my fair share of conversation with the cops. And like I, I said, I've been I in jail. Totally which means forgot, I forgot you were black. I am I am cracker white. I am Irish <laughs> heritage. <laughs> Borderline clear. Uh, yeah, no, that, that was funny. Uh, when I had the founder, one of the founders of the Black original Black Panther Party on, Larry Pinkney, he was like, he's like, I, I don't like the term people of color because what are white people? Transparent? And I was like, hey. <laughs> you know, uh, I did a podcast back in the day talking about do we want to deal with uh, thugs or do we want to deal with mafia? And that's all based on how they dress, right? You hey, think thugs about it, is a racist thug, term. I heard it on MoFax. Yeah, and I heard Biden recite it three or four times on the recent and Obama. Uh, presidential <laughs> debate. And Obama. Um, yeah. Uh, but, so I mean, at, it, at this point, think about uh, the way it, they dress, quick, right? At, at this point, I think uh, Hotep with it is going to be on another day because he's probably still getting that pussy. But uh, as Alex Jones, I says, like women with big, giant tits and big asses. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a shame I'm not going to meet them, but it's probably for the better. So I don't make any bigger fool of myself. than oh, I already at, some have. at some point, you'll meet him. It's like he's uh, he's great. He uh, he just started his own podcast. I guess I'll plug it uh, with it. I think it's called the with it podcast. He's about I've been trying to help him a little bit with the audio stuff. His audio is great, but he's. With the video, he's having a hard time. At. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Uh, the With It podcast, it's on SoundCloud and everything. And while we're talking about podcasts to plug, Walk Through the Mind, Billy Bones, where the th the E is a three. B-I-L-L-Y-B-O-N, the number three S. Hell yeah. You want to wrap up this Gary Johnson clip and uh, call it a night, buddy? Sure. All right. Uh, what can be done at this point like if here that you're missing is is as opposed to growth just think of it as as stepping in and taking over the services that are currently being provided oh. for a lot less money meaning taking over hang on i just had it does it actually unplugging my headphones okay. huh? oh there we go all right sorry about that let's try that again my bad you still there still here okay <laughs> I like rip my Pod, headphones uh, out. Unplugging your headphones Podcast doesn't remove me from the stream. Yeah. <laughs> Growth. 
And when you have a private prison that profits off of people being in jail, you would tend Top to think page. that they would try to maximize their potential for growth. Or versus uh, the government, right? It's logical, but may, maybe the component in here that you're missing. Does Gary Johnson remind you a little slightly, but not all the way, but slightly of Mr. Rogers? I'd have to listen to Mr. Rogers. It's uh, a beautiful day in this neighborhood. A beautiful day in this neighborhood. <laughs> Won't you be my? Won't you be my neighbor? is is as opposed to growth just think of it as as stepping in and taking over the services that are currently being provided for a lot less money meaning taking over all the prisons and that would be their growth well, so the, all yeah, prisons exactly. would become private. exactly and and assuming and this is this is my experience now and don't get me wrong I mean there's it's there's just a logic behind gee if you're a private prison then you're in it for the money right uh, that's logical but it's in my experience it's completely removed from the reality but just, in your experience in New Mexico in alone, New Mexico which is a yes. fairly small state well not small but it doesn't have a large population right and and <coughs> it, <coughs> excuse me <laughs> have there been COVID um, you know uh, private prisons that lobby for that was that more 2015 COVID cough I'm not going to say that that hasn't happened didn't happen did not happen in New Mexico but just don't discount that that's not happening on the public side as a big fan of Breaking Bad I gotta call bullshit on Gary Johnson acting like the drug war in New Mexico is solved uh, it's uh, 2020, and the drug war is still not solved. Right, but specifically New Mexico, because that's where Walter White was cooking all that crystal. Well, is it really a drug war if it's uh, locally produced as opposed to imported? Yeah, war on hugs, bro. <laughs> and also, of course. Right, exactly what you're talking about with the, the unions, the guard unions, that they are trying to somehow or another maximize their potential, and, maximize and, their growth. And this mandatory sentencing, which really right. starts uh, uh, with the drug laws that we have, I mean, this is the reason why we have this high incarceration rate that we have. Yeah, how, how is it legal that these prison unions actually do that? Well, what's that squeak? Is that you? Yes, yeah, no, it, how it, is that legal, though? That how is it, it legal shouldn't be. It guard shouldn't unions be. can try to change laws and which where it's so transparent. It's not like they're trying to lock bad people up because they're really concerned about the safety of the public. They're worried about their jobs. So they want to incarcerate people that may or may not be incarcerated without their their input. Joe. You, you nailed it. Just extend that to other things that we see also. For example, you see ads on television that say um, increase the expenditures for education that's being paid for from uh, tax dollars from, uh, from teachers right. that will advertise for that. We, we see advertisements all the time from public institutions that in essence we're paying for. Okay, I'm, I'm sorry to pause it again, but advertisements... I know. I was wondering when he uh, came back over from Britain. Red coat. Yeah. Uh, it's like. It's like. That's like saying tomato. I love ketchup because it's made of tomatoes. Advertisements.
Ugh. For increased funding all the time, every time we turn around. How is that fair? How is that legal? Isn't that a manipulation of our brains, uh, you know, in a, in a way that uh, many times just belies the underlying logic that, uh, no, they shouldn't get more money. They should get more efficient. Well, the issue, though, is this is very different because you're talking about people lobbying to try to lock up other human beings for their own profit. Well, um, like I say, you're logical. What you're saying is logical. It's It's got a perfect logic. But it's and evil, most... kind of. It's evil. Right. I mean, if you really think about it, if, they, if there's a, but, a but group of people, the massive amount just... of the general public doesn't believe that people should be in jail for a lot of the drug crimes they're in jail for, especially marijuana. If you look at the statistics, you look at the amount of money that's being spent on it, most people would say, this is fucking crazy. We've got to stop this, right? I've, I've been more vocal about this than anybody in an elected office. So in prison right. unions lobby, contrary Pri to public prison opinion. unions, yeah, prison unions. Now you're, you know, yeah. pub public or or private, that either, right. either side of it lobbies right. for 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 more lock. -up. Contrary That's, to public opinion, there should be an investigation and it should be criminal. I mean, what you're doing is you're lobbying to try to go against the the wishes of the general public to put people in jail, and there's only one reason. It's a maximized profit. So people are going to jail regardless. People are going to prison regardless. Murder, GTA, assaults, right? All of the right. above, add some more. And so you get the, the negative uh, image of a private prison, a for-profit prison, uh, Versus, I mean, what's does a public prison have a better image than a private prison in terms of prison? Uh, it's not like who the taxpayers are still paying for the prison. So if the private prison does it better, or or does it the same for cheaper? Why? What is the benefit to do it? publicly over privately where where do we balance out on on that is it is the public prison better because it is done by the government and we do get more transparency at a greater cost uh, per Gary Johnson earlier in that clip uh, mm. are we able to institute laws and rules that would make the private prisons more open to the scrutiny of behaviors, uh, costs, or, or whatever we need to be able to look at within the, in, in comparison to the public prisons, right? You know, when, one of the things I, I, I even came across with, uh, you know, doing all the research on, on the prison complex and whatnot. And they were talking about how the UK has a significantly lower incarceration rate than the United States. And fine, we may have an issue with that. Does that potentially stem again from a poor societal structure where people originate from? But one person responded that when you look at the UK, all their land is used where they put in prisons 
And when you also, look at some of the prison locations here, the Revolutionary War. So fuck those motherfuckers. <laughs> but when we look at it here in the United States, we have vast swaths of land where we put prisons out in the middle of nowhere, so we don't uh, corner people, or you know, they, we make it hard for them to escape. Is that an incentive? We have a public prison out here uh, north of Seattle. That's right next to a housing development, more or less. Ridiculous. A, a rather large neighborhood, which kind of contradicts George Carlin, who brought up the point that everybody likes to live close to Army and Navy bases, but no mm, one wants to live next it, to prison. I think it is, is really insensitive to you for you to use the word dicks, even though it does uh, fall in the context of the word contradicts any... Any word that contains the word dicks should be uh, heavily vetted, and I think you are very insensitive for using the word dicks. So that is all. Harambe. I rest my case. I said Harambe. It's all good. Yeah, but I don't mean bitches in a disrespectful way. I mean it as a general word for women. <laughs> Well, you just blah, blah, gay sex, blah, blah, Congress. I, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I, did, did we, I don't even remember. I'm pretty hammered. Did we finish the Gary Johnson clip? I thought we just finished it. All right, let me what check. Hit pause and start playing Doing these laws are in jail for, especially marijuana. If you look at the statistics, you look at the amount of money that's being spent on it. Most people would say, this is fucking crazy. We got to stop this. Fucking crazy. Did we already hear that? Maybe. All right, I'll finish it out. It's got like 20 seconds. Right? I've, I've been more vocal about this than anybody in an elected office. So in prison way. unions lobby, contrary Pri to public Prison opinion. unions, yeah. Prison unions, now you're, you know, yeah. pub public or, or private. That either, right. that either side of it lobbies right. for, for, for more lock. Contrary That's to public opinion, there should be an investigation and it should be criminal. I mean, what you're doing is you're lobbying to try to go against the, the wishes of the general public to put people in jail. And there's only one reason to maximize profit. It was boring. Believe it or not, that was not an Elon Musk ad for the boring company. That was Granddad on the Boondocks talking about how boring Gary Johnson actually is. And like I said, he's the only person I've ever voted for for president. But I mean, Jesus Christ. Bitch ass, cracker ass, punk ass, pussy ass, bitch ass, nickel! You want to do something? Bitch ass, nickel! So we're going to have to figure out how to work on this industrial prison complex, balance it all out, figure out where we can make appropriate changes within society, within yeah, our I'm elected a, officials. I like, uh, I like wheat. I like whole grain. I like, uh, <laughs> I like we sourdough like bread is the only fucking kind of bread. I love sourdough. Sourdough's good. I like wheat. I like whole grain. I like even white bread, you know, but, uh, that like there's certain answers that, 
there, there's there's certain things historically you can look at and you'd be like the industrial bread revolution didn't fix these problems. Yeah, because it ended up with that. Uh, what's that two colored bread that's disgusting as hell that they <laughs> use for Rubens? Oh, oh, Dave. Oh, pumpernickel. Yeah, the, Dave pumpernickel Ru- goes well in the trash. I like pumpernickel, but I don't like Dave Rubens. Dave's killer bread is delicious. Yeah, but Dave see Rubens... the the industrial bed bread complex figured out delicious bread. We can private. Boy, that escalated quickly. I mean, that <laughs> really got out of hand fast. <laughs> oh, Billy! Oh, Billy! Uh, I, <laughs> I uh. I'm pretty fucked up. Not gonna lie. Should we? Is there anything else we need to cover before we end this? Uh, I think I think one last thing that I I can let me uh, Wikipedia. Except it's not Wikipedia for you. I'm gonna read this right from WhiteHouse.gov. 2018, President Trump passed the uh, Prison Reform Act or Criminal Justice Reform Act. Uh. For changing, for giving people that uh, come out of prison an actual chance to re-enter society, when we look at a place, places of employment that choose to not employ you because you have a felony on your record, they you companies have the choice, but they choose not to because they feel that you are not a fit public image for for them. Uh, let's be nice. Yeah, Trump. Let's be nice. Quit interrupting. <laughs> uh, he signed the. Uh, groundbreaking first step back in, into law in 2018, uh, enacting historic reforms to make our justice system fairer for all. First step at addresses outdated failed policies that were long overdue for reform. This legislation eliminated the three strikes life sentence provision for some offenses, expanded judges' discretion in sentencing of nonviolent crimes, and more. The First Step Act is helping inmates successfully return to society by expanding access to rehab programs. These programs address the risks and needs of each prisoner to promote rehabilitation. The president's budget includes more than $400 million to expand access to the First Step programs. President Trump's approach is smart on crime, providing inmates an opportunity to succeed while making our community safer. Offering a second chance at the American dream. Second chance hiring offers former inmates the opportunity to gain rewarding careers and enjoy the dignity of work. President Trump has promoted second chance hiring to build on the reforms of the First Step Act to provide opportunities for all Americans. Uh, Trump has launched the federal interagency crime prevention and improving reentry council to create more second chances for those returning home from prison. Second Chance Hiring helps inmates live crime-free lives and find meaningful employment. The administration is working to expand Pell Grants to provide education and training to inmates prior to release to help them secure family-sustaining jobs. The administration launched a ready-to-work initiative to help connect employees, employers directly with former prisoners and expand employment opportunities. Leaving no Americans behind, President Trump's pro-growth policies are... Uh, you ushering in an economic revival that is lifting up forgotten Americans and leaving no one behind. Uh, Unemployment rates for African-Americans, Hispanic-Americans, Asian-Americans have all reached record lows under President Trump. 
Wages are rising, with low-income workers seeing the fastest gains. Nearly 2.5 million Americans have been lifted out of poverty, with poverty rates for African Americans and Hispanic Americans falling to new lows in 2018. You people are fantastic. President Trump has advocated uh, workforce development to ensure everyone can seize on the opportunities created in this booming economy. Trump's pledge to America workers has prompted companies to pledge employment and education opportunities for nearly 15 million Americans. And Americans who had been left behind are coming off the sidelines with nearly three quarters of Americans gaining employment coming from outside the labor force. And again, that's from whitehouse.gov, your central spot for propaganda of whatever flavor you would like. So, so I mean, so what's has, the has there line? been a change? What's the bottom line when it comes to private prisons? Because I'm really drunk. So if I had, if I left my house right now, I might be in one. So what can I expect? Uh, a warm place to sleep and at least a square meal of grade D food quality. The whole point is not to go to jail. The whole point is to be a productive, uh, engaged member of society, not causing a ruckus. Keep your head down. And yet, at the same time, life's no fun when you're not causing problems. Damn it. Okay. That's the most true thing I've ever heard. Life's no fun when you're not causing problems. I like that. Um, I uh, to, to bring it back full circle to how I started the episode off, the two strippers that came into the liquor store where one had her titties popping out of her like see-through shirt and then like the next one came in alex jones was right i like women with big giant tits and big asses yeah amen fist bump amen fist bump and Billy Bones of a walk through the mind. <laughs> That's the podcast. Walk through no the mind. No boners there. How do we uh is is it billybones.com? Dot com. B I L L Y B O N the number 3 S. You go there find uh the RSS show link, you find all the episode links there. You can listen to them straight from the website. You can find uh, the email link or the Discord link. Uh, and it's it's a short podcast, 15 to 30 minutes of, of your time where I take a topic that's on, on my mind and I sit there, I try and walk the center line for it and see where it takes us. And the whole point is just to get the gears turning within your head and see where it takes not only me, but it takes you and see if you can create a conversation out of that uh, throughout your days. It's always quality content. I uh, I listen to the No Agenda stream while I'm at work or while I'm driving, and Billy Bones always pops up. That Larry show always pops up. Uh, a couple other ones, like Hog Story, Bull After Bull, as well as my own podcast, are on No Agenda stream. And Billy Bones is, as well as that Larry show, who have both been guests to ham- uh like I, I guess uh, two or three times on abs in a six pack, you listen to them and you're like, I it's, um, let me put it this way. The podcast you're listening to now, if you're like, this is kind of like a 
a dump a couple of dumbasses running this if you want something a little smarter something a little better listen to a walk through the mind by billy bones if you're if you think that like man this guy's a fucking retard well then you have another option and that's a walk through the mind if you want something that's kind of like what you're hearing now listen to what this is you know like uh there's anyway anyways (laughs) billy bones great ad read well, let that, me get that, in contact it, with your agent, and we'll get you hired let, tomorrow. Let me get your honest opinion. Did that make sense? <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe. You could have been know. honest. If you, <laughs> said, if you were, if if you weren't a liar, you would have said nah. But anyway, yeah. Uh, so, uh, Billy Bones, Billy B, and uh, uh, just call me the Flying Dutchman, Billy Bones. Dot com. Com. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hammered. All right. Okay. All right. Let's try this again. All right. Uh, all right. Let's try an ad. Let's try an actual ad read. <laughs> Billybones.com. Not Billy Boners, but Billy Bones. All right, let me try it again. Check it out. Listen in. It's Billy Bones. A walk through the mind. It's Billy Bones. It's Billy Bones. A walk through the mind. All right, how should we wrap up this episode, Billy Bones? Thanks for tuning into this rambling shit show. I've had fun. <laughs> you people Keep are fantastic. Great work. Hey, is this fucking, what are we doing over here? Oh. Fuck yeah. Billy Bones. Billy Bones. Yeah, was, this was a good time. You're good people to hang out with, man. I love you, bro. Love you too, man. <laughs> just 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 for everybody one more time plug it's uh it's uh walk through the mind with billy bones you can hear it on the no agenda stream you can hear it on the other website billybones.com b-i-l-l-y-b-o-n the number three s it's the number three instead of an e prison reform it'd be cool if it happened and with that, I wish you all a good dang old night. <laughs> Did you, <laughs> are you still there? I'm kind of retarded. <laughs> Did you play that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm kind of retarded. Native Americans so are gung ho and they're tough and they're ready to fight. We should do an epic podcast. <laughs> Native Americans, you can mind control right, really baby. fast. Oh, yeah. It's actually true. You know what? Let's not be pussies. <laughs> what are you selling, Mr. Snake Oil? <laughs> <laughs>